it's a uh, another UCAP daily recorded first thing in the morning. This is a bad habit we've got to you would really think you would have learned by now. nip in the bud. Yeah, I know. But we uh, should have started that nip in 11 years ago. I know. Well, we haven't done that many in the morning, but but we got to stop this. But uh, it is morning. It's Wednesday morning here at Air Venture 2017. Uh, a blustery morning. Uh, it's overcast and there's a breeze. And yeah, well, there's a threat of rain. Coming. There's some radar echoes that are threatening right now, and the bigger ones later this afternoon. So it's going to be one of those days at Air Venture. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, the next rad says, be aware. Yeah, be aware, be aware. So, let's go. Correct. Refresh my memory. The red stuff—that's the stuff you don't want to be in, right? Yeah, the red okay. stuff is the is the bad okay. stuff. Okay. Red is bad. Uh, Unless you're going swimming in uh, cream soda. Did we have a good day yesterday? <laughs> well, see, swimming in cream soda. I know. Too many title possibilities <coughs> right here. Um, how was yesterday? What'd you do? What'd you do, David? wandered around and uh, saw the folks and uh, got some work done visited with some friends uh, got to hang out a little in, a little bit in the afternoon with my old friend Ken who was part of the team that wrote part 103 back in the early 80s I think I've met Ken he seemed a nice guy and uh, yeah uh, we uh, spent a little time together was help was able to direct them and him and a couple other folks toward an ADSB out solution for their for their inexpensive basic airplanes that uh, won't uh, put a, a dent in the uh, cash value of their airplane. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about being able to uh, solve the out issue for uh, about 1800 bucks plus about 200 bucks to install. That's the Garmin GDL-82. It's all self-contained. Uh, Got a built-in WASP GPS receiver. It's, com- it's uh, mm-hmm. compliant. You put the box in. You take the antenna cable from your transponder, take it off the antenna, plug it into the in port on the box, put a jumper between the out port on the box and the antenna, put the GPS antenna on the roof and wire power, and you're done. And it picks up the squawk code from the mode C and automatically enters that squawk code into the ADS-B okay. output. Are mere mortals allowed to do this, or do you need an AP to do it? No, uh, well, it, it's a, a, a field. It's okay. not an STC. It's a it's field a approval. field approval. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so quick answer is yes, mere mortals, just A&Ps, would be allowed well, to sign this off. Just A&Ps. Sign this off, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not preventive maintenance. Yeah, no. Okay. The, you know, the, the but no, some of these things, that, you know, the, the, the clamp-on solutions that are what I'm thinking of. And that's not this. This is Well, no, this is not this. And it doesn't have in, but there are so many inexpensive in solutions that, that we've talked about several already here in the last couple of days. But an out solution that's totally self-contained for 1800 bucks is, uh, I think, a groundbreaker. And uh, Garmin should do well with it. They're, they're, their dealers are taking orders. They say they'll be delivering in August. Uh, and, uh, you know, for guys that are flying $18,000, $20,000 Cherokees and 172s and Mouseketeers and, you know, we, where some of the solutions were going to cost 50% of the value of their airplane, uh, not only do I think this is good news, but I think it's a harbinger that there will be others similarly fiscally affordable uh, mm-hmm. solutions come down the pipe. 
Uh, and if you take advantage of the FAA rebate program, which runs until I think it's September 18, I don't know. You can get uh, you, you can put in your paperwork for it. You get your GDL 82, get it in, test flight, put the paperwork in. You get a $500 rebate. Well, now, if you do it right, you might make a buck. Mm-hmm. It would. You get the box for 12.95 instead of 17.95. Yeah. So, cool. Jeb, what'd you do yesterday? Anything fun? You did your radio gig. Did the radio gig again with uh, with Amy. Um, I uh, had some interesting conversations. Um, talked about the uh, Air Race Classic. Um, okay. With uh, is that uh, the Air Venture Race Classic or no, something else? The, the Air Race Classic is a uh, cross country race. Um, literally cross country. Uh, this year, I think it's well. I don't. I don't remember the twenty two hundred twenty. Yeah, twenty two. Yeah, twenty two hundred twenty five hundred miles, something like that, over uh, uh, two or three days. Um, it's an, it's um, not a race against um, competitors per se, but it's a race against uh, yourself. The way they've got it structured, each airplane participating is tested, test flown, um, to establish its speed and other characteristics. And then uh, uh, during the race, uh, that particular aircraft's performance is matched up against its baseline. <laughs> and the winner of the race is the one who can best improve on that baseline. Okay, so <coughs> a handicap system. A handicap system. So, yeah. and, <coughs> now, one. There's two punchlines. Yeah. It's, it's the Air Race Classic is for women only. Oh, okay. In fact, I, I, we didn't discuss this on the radio yesterday, but it, it was a, some years ago that um, I made some inquiries about. Well, I, you know, I like to you know cover this. I like to shoot some of it, or or uh, you know, it'd be interesting to kind of tag along or, or you know, things like this. And they're like, dude, you, you kind of have the wrong um, um, uh, <laughs> genitalia. genitalia. Yeah. Uh, they wouldn't even let you cover it? Well, they, they would have let me cover it, but they would not have let me flown the route, be- at, you know, or, or participate or, or even ride along in the back seat. It was not, uh, it, it was not conducive. Um, the other thing going on with this, with the Air Race Classic, is anybody who's who studied uh, or, or read about uh, um, aviation uh, in the 20s, 30s, and even up through the 70s might know of something called the Powder Puff Derby. I, I've heard the name. Yeah. Well, Powder Puff Derby was a, a uh, similar stru- similarly structured race um, put together by the 99s. The 99s, of course, being the the, the, the uh, women pilots organization. Group of, of women pilots formed. In the in the heyday, the, the early days of uh, of the aviation, they had 99 women who were there right. and looking for a name, and it stuck. Wasn't Amelia Earhart? Amelia Earhart instrumental was, in was was part of that uh, yeah. part yeah. of the leadership of that organization. Um, well, the 99 still exist, but they've kind of changed the name over time. And there was a time um, changed the name of the race. Changed the name of the race. Um, there was a time when the race wasn't being conducted. Uh, when it came back into being, uh, it became known as the Air Race Classic. And we had a, a very interesting chat with um, some of the women behind the race and uh, got an update on, on the status mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing for this year. Uh, had a great chat with John and Martha King of King Schools. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, How are they doing? They're, they're doing fine. Um, still characters. Still characters. Um, uh, as I say, Still, and I say that with love. And they're, I say that with love. Tremendous I, ambassadors I, yes, for aviation. Yes, they're, they're they're just all around uh, good sports. 
Uh, they clearly uh, know their stuff. Uh, they clearly have a great attitude about it all. And uh, it was a pleasure to, to sit down and chat with them. So yes. that was, that was, I got some shopping done. I did a bunch of networking. Um, had some good food, some good entertainment. It was a good day. Yeah. We all got part one of one of our dream things uh, this year at AirVenture. We saw both B-29s in the air together yes. yesterday. Doc and Fifi. Yep. We did not, well, sort of, basically, mostly did not see them fly in any sort of formation. Although, Jeb and I were in Camp Bacon later in the afternoon towards the end of the... So they were doing part of the Warbird show, and they were just orbiting the area separate from each other along with a whole bunch of other airplanes. But as they were leaving the area, we saw them form up. And we thought they were forming up in order to come back and make a pass, and I don't think they did. We think they were going out on a photo mission. Yeah, yeah, there was a B-25 uh, formed up with Fifi. And Doc was accelerating. Was catching catch up. up. And, uh, and they were headed off to the northwest, uh, obviously. Yeah, so there'll for be a, some. For a photo mission. If nothing there'll, else. There'll be, be some interesting images come some out nice of Nice pictures, that. yeah. And hopefully we're going to get our flyby down the flight line. And, and, and Doc looks really, really good. It does, doesn't it's, it? It's amazing how good that airplane yeah. looks. Well, they, uh, my buddy Ken, when I met up with him yesterday, he'd forgotten his hat. In his, in, in, in his, he's staying at the dorms at University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. He always stays there. He'd forgotten his hat, and like so many people uh, getting to our age, he he's follically he's getting follically challenged. <laughs> and he said, "I need to buy a hat." And I said, "Okay, this is strictly a parochial recommendation, but I recommend we walk over to Doc." He gets in. He found a nice white Doc hat over there. He looked at the airplane. They were getting ready. They were clearing the display out to get ready to pull it out uh -huh. for the afternoon flying. Uh, but kind of a chill seeing Doc and Fifi together because this has to be the first time in 60 years that two B-29s were in airspace together at the same time. Yeah, yeah. it's a very cool thing. Some great work with those people down there. What was the organization that, that restored it? Is it a... Doc's, Doc's Friends yeah, okay. in Wichita. They have a website. Did I read recently they found a home for it? Yes. They uh, announced on uh, July 17th that their fundraising efforts have uh, paid off. They've got a piece of real estate at uh, what's now called uh, Wichita Eisenhower National Airport. Uh, they're going to be building a permanent hangar home for it there. Wait, mid-continent? Yeah. Okay. Used to be mid-continent. Still India, Charlie Tango. That's what we call it. Uh, I call it. Yeah, I still have trouble calling it. So are they, they're going to build a display facility? Well, here's the deal. They've raised $4.5 of the $6.5 million they need to build the hangar to show it, maintain it, and build a museum display around it. Oh, cool. So that they can bring tours on. They'll be moving it from the, uh, uh, the east, the west ramp. Where uh, of McConnell Air Force Base, where it's been since it came to Wichita, uh, because using McConnell has the complications of being a military air base. Right. right. And uh, they'll have none of that trouble at uh, ICT. And here's how sensitive the folks at McConnell are about it. My uh, good friend from the Wichita Eagle, Travis Haying, does video and photography for the for the paper. He's sitting in the Bombay of Doc as they depart McConnell doing video, which 
when they got on the ground at Cedar Rapids, their interim stop coming up, he loaded to the newspaper. They posted on the website, and in a very short period of time, they heard from an official at McConnell Air Force Base how that wasn't really allowed for them to be videotaping the view of the runway as they're taking off. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Now, what what, what there the, is... What, the, the, the view out the nose of a B-29 is classified? The view of the runway. The view the of nose. the airport from any position. Um, uh, dear McConnell Air Force Base Commander, there's this new thing. It's called uh, Google Maps. <laughs> well, even better. When we kept our airplane at Augusta Municipal, east of Wichita, three Alpha uniform, and I needed to take it over to Dead Cow for the Leprechaun to do some work for me, with great regularity, Wichita approach would clear me at 4,500 feet directly across McConnell. So I would take off from Augusta, go to the east side, do two climbing turns, hit 4,500 feet, go directly over McConnell, mm -hmm. and then immediately start down to get into Dead Cow. Right. Uh, there were occasions when there was a camera in that airplane. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I'm not going to say whether any images were captured on those trips, but... The odds are. The, the, the civilian traffic going back and forth over that, you know, it's yeah. a pretty regular thing. Yeah. So, uh, so congrats. Between that and Google Maps. Is that yeah. So congratulations to the crew that put Doc together. A job well done. And uh, uh, it's, it's six... 16 years. Yeah, yeah. 16 years Doc friends have been working on it. And saw a group of friends from uh, Wichita when I was visiting over there, guys from the EAA chapter and the CAF chapter in our hangar. And it's like the smiles on their faces, the crowd of people there buying Doc memorabilia, key fobs and hats and, and artwork. And uh, it's just really warmed my heart to see the uh, the payoff finally starting to come yeah. in for all that volunteer work. Yeah. Because yeah. they got hundreds of thousands of hours of volunteer labor and getting that airplane back mm -hmm. into the air. Yeah, yeah. So it's Wednesday morning at AirVenture. Uh, uh, you may be hearing in the background, there are airplanes taking advantage of the sky prior to whatever weather happens happening. But uh, So this thing's going on here, but it is starting to get a little blustery. It's overcast and uh, not uncomfortable, but, but so overcast. What are you looking forward to today? Today, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to not having to post two episodes of the podcast. That was my, my day yesterday, is, uh, is I'm pleased to say that I managed to post two episodes of the podcast, the daily and the uh, big one. And that took me until almost 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And then I went wandering around and bought some junk at the fly market. I'm a big fly market guy. I like the fly market. So I bought some doodads. And, and you know, you start a list. Early in the week, you don't buy everything as you come across it. Otherwise, you're going to, like, have to rent a trailer to take it home. So what you do is you make notes throughout the week. And then you and then whatever is was compelling enough for you to even remember is the things you go back and buy. But I did buy a couple of doodads at the fly market and was looking around there and uh, did a couple of the just the hangers, talked with uh, Craig Barnett a little bit, and uh, that was fun. And uh, I, I saw the signs, doodads show special. There you go, there you go. So, uh, but today, going to uh, hang out a little bit, hide out from the rain probably for a part of the day, and then... Uh, and then we're going to the Sonics thing tonight. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. That's uh, yeah, Sonics Foundation, uh, and and tonight is the first of the two night air and, shows. And then also seeing the night air show from a different perspective. And, uh, I know you guys did this last year. I didn't. I wasn't around. But we're uh, we're, we're sincerely hoping that uh, 
the weather that we see moving in on radar will yeah. uh, prove to be minimal and that the uh, skies will clear and that the ceiling will stay high enough for the full night air show routine. Yeah, that could be a spectacular. But, uh, yeah. Three words. Yeah. Lights in cowlings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's uh, UCAP Daily. What is it, 435 Charlie, I think we're up to here. And uh, we're going to go check out the show, and we'll report back later on. We'll probably do a daily, try and get back on our nighttime cycle at the uh, at the party tonight. And uh, You never know what's going to happen at Sunday. We're gonna I end. mean it. Whoa, yeah. there we go. You never know what's going to happen ding, at ding, ding. Looks yeah. like you have some post-production. Uh, I know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to give the producer something to work on. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> well, speaking of Sun and Fun, bumped into Light's Lean House. You did, the okay. Head, head of Sun and Fun over in front of uh, uh, Hangar 8 yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, hey. Sun and Fun's got a display, I'm sorry, Hangar C. Sun and Fun's got a display in Hangar C. And uh, Lights and his wife are here confabbing with it, you know, uh, supporting Oshkosh and Air Venture. And uh, they, uh, we, we invited him and his wife to, uh, to our, our uh, due on Thursday night, but they're, they're leaving Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. or I'm sorry, leaving this afternoon. He has a speaking engagement in Denver, I think he yeah. said. Yeah. So. But uh, that's a good thing to remind people of. If you're listening to this uh, uh, on uh, Wednesday or Thursday morning, um, remember, if you're in town, come to the uh, UCAP tie-down party on Thursday at 6 over by the uh, Super 8 gate. And uh, join us and have uh, some beer or soft drinks and some cheesy poofs and and, and Let us and show visit. our gratitude for all of your years of Absolutely. support. Absolutely. And then, like I said, sometime later tonight we'll record another daily, try and get back on the regular track and try and end this insanity right now of these morning episodes. So... Is that it? Fork time? Fork time. Okay. Have a good day.